0: This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media and I am so thrilled to welcome to our channels today a face that is going to be hopefully very familiar to those who are on LinkedIn who've maybe followed this particular individual for a very long time as I have finally got him on my show. This is Jeremy Snell. Welcome to you today, Jeremy. How are you?
1: I'm very good. I'm very good. It's a privilege to be here. Thank you very much for the invite.
0: You're very welcome. So for those of you who don't yet know, you are the founder of Talent Builder, and you've been in the recruitment industry even longer than me since 1995. So tell us a little bit about what your business does. What is Talent Builder?
1: So Talent Builder is a closed membership site for independent recruiters who are looking to be able to get the clarity and direction that they need to be able to identify the action steps to take their business further forward. Okay. So it combines community, it combines training and it combines coaching, but more than anything else, it takes away all of the noise that exists in terms of different people's opinion and advice and it gives you a very clear roadmap to success so that you can identify where you are and what you need to do next to be able to scale your business.
0: Wow, gosh, I love it. I love it. It's, it's unique because you're in a quite crowded space, as am I. And I love that you've positioned that with a, with a really succinct, this is what makes us different. And I like the community angle as well.
1: Very good. Yeah, like it's the, the actually, it's the community. When people join, when they decide to become a member, they join because they want to access content. They want to be able to see the journey that they're going to go on. They end up staying because of the community and because of who they become as part of that community. They don't want to leave that behind um so so yeah the, the community piece is is really powerful
0: yeah no definitely it's a very well sort of well-timed sort of differentiator i think because i think community is what we all lacked during 2020 because of covid we we're all forced into isolation and now i think it it's how we all as recruiters have to build out our talent pools is, is creating communities which i know is a topic that you're very very passionate about and the other topic you're very passionate about is something that i hold very dear and actually forms part of my my own business name, which is uh, Quality, Urgency and Integrity around ethics. So ethics is something that, you know, we almost take for granted really in recruitment. And I think if you're thinking about our audience, which is all recruiters, you know, right Mm -hmm. across the globe, we we like to say leaders and aspiring leaders. What might differentiate you when you're attracting your talent is your ethics and doing things properly. So first of all, let's define what is actually good ethics. And then how do we know whether... A recruiter has good ethics
1: or not? Ethics is such a ethics is a, is a very subjective topic. Yes. Like very few people would say, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Jeremy. I have a slightly broken moral compass." <laughs> like everyone believes that their moral compass is the right moral compass, mm-hmm. and that's what can sometimes drive this this ethical judginess. Mm. as to who's right and who's wrong without enough internal reflection to really think about what what is my true north. So so for me, ethics is all about the the, the guiding principles that you use to be able to navigate every interaction you have with other human beings. And it starts by having clarity on who you are Mm and how you impact on others before you start to even think about any questions you might have about other people's behavior Mm. and there's a fundamental that was shared with me really early in my recruitment career which was there's no such thing as broken people just broken strategies and when you look at people's strategies they're setting their strategy because they've decided that this is the best the best path to follow to achieve an outcome mm. so it's not necessarily the individual themselves who's broken and, and, and we're getting into something quite deep already I'm sorry about this but That's it's like right, like, it. recru- like recruiters recruiters get judgy really quickly in my opinion yes and, and, and I can see why you like frustration can boil up and it's like why would that candidate do that I wouldn't do that if I was them I, I wouldn't go through an interview process and then take a counteroffer. So I'm going to jump onto LinkedIn and I'm going to write an article to anyone who's willing to read it about how stupid it is to take counteroffers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I send these massive projections out there that is me signaling my virtues without really, truly understanding the decision criteria and the compass that the other person had mm-hmm. to decide that that was the best strategy. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to be agnostic about that, that I believe that there is a time when you should take a offer and I believe that there is a time when you shouldn't and only you know when that time is right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I think you make a really good point, actually, about recruiters being, you know, and, and as human beings, we can be quite judgy about yeah. what someone chooses to do, but that's where we've maybe taken it uh, maybe taken something personally or where we haven't actually taken the step back to consider why that person is doing those things it doesn't mean that they're necessarily unethical so no. I think bringing bringing back to what you're talking about with ethics I think there's the you know the meme that you know the, the jam jar lid isn't there with integrity and, and therefore ethics is doing the right thing when, no, when even when no one is watching mm-hmm. I think that's where as recruiters if it's become a quite a transactional process it, it doesn't really matter what you're doing but actually that's where I think conversations like this have to happen because people need to stop and think about the experience of how they're making somebody feel and that there is an Im- implication if you don't do the right thing by that person that person taking the counteroffer let's use like this example that you've, that you've given they're taking the counteroffer maybe that's the right thing for them to do maybe 100%. that's
1: what they should do. and i would i would quite happily admit i've taken a counteroffer when i was a recruiter I quit. Please
0: don't switch off, listener. Please carry on listening.
1: (laughs) I quit. Hmm? And then the reason why I quit got removed. So I stayed. Like the human being that was the reason I quit got removed. Right. Like, that was why I was going. And when they found out (laughs) that's why I was going, Mm. well, we will fix that. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And that wasn't money. No. Recruiters think it's all about money and they only think it's all about money because the candidate tells them they stayed for more money. But the candidate yeah. only decides to tell them they stayed for more money because they believe that the moral compass of the recruiter points at money. So they would understand that reason more yeah. than I stayed because I'm scared.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or it feels safer or I've, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it could be. I just changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know? things have changed in my home life whatever it might be and I think you're absolutely right I mean you mentioned something there about virtue signaling and I think that's where certainly over the last few years certainly you know since you um obviously I know you've been in training for about 16 15 16 years but certainly the last few years LinkedIn has obviously been been the voice of recruitment that's where we all share our testimonials it's where we put our adverts it's where we might share something that's opinionated so how on earth do i mean you know i've got my profile that i'm ethical and that i do the right thing and i'd like to think that i'm sharing you know decent testimonials from clients saying that i am all those things but how how do we see beyond that rhetoric then how do we know someone really is moral and ethical and has integrity
1: there isn't a polygraph test that you can really do that with all you can do is continuously calibrate and, and the, the two things to calibrate are action and words. Mm. If action and words are incongruent with each other, the action speaks far. I know that sounds like such a cheesy thing, doesn't it? The action speaks louder than words, but it's mm. the, the behavior is driven by the value set of the person. Yes. The yes. words is sometimes what they think the world wants to hear.
0: Yeah,
1: true. And it's easy to form the words and not necessarily have the behavior
0: so it's it's making sure that if this isn't just a top line i'm saying these things it's actually pr- probing understanding what they've actually done to say that they they are those things and that and that could yeah, be yeah. you know ring, you know find if you're a recruiter and you're or you're a you're a potential candidate or client looking at that recruiter particularly go and look at the evidence rather than just taking those yes. words at face value
1: yeah 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 uh, and that's 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 the power of so much of what happens on linkedin now it's the social proof mm. there there is so many opportunities for social proof so what do you, what do you mean social
0: proof do you mean like the number of testimonies that somebody shares
1: in- uh, it's the evidence that other people like you have experienced it and mm-hmm. the outcome was positive or, or the, the, the 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 experience was good Yeah. Um, uh, and our, exper- our experience is a product of our expectation. Yes. So if you have a certain expectation, you then calibrate the experience you went through compared to expectation. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, though, this says a lot about training and recruitment. When I, when I, when I was on site this week uh, and I'd, I'd spoken to this group of consultants about uh, a certain process to double their response rates on LinkedIn, and they kind of write it down and they kind of look at you like, trainer, like if this really worked, you'd be doing it kind of thing, right? And I went back there this week and the guy said, one of the, the, the consultants said to me, Jeremy, I, I did that thing. and really, I, I got twice as many applications as I've ever had before to anything I've done on LinkedIn. But you could hear in his voice, the surprise. So his experience was so much better because his expectation Mm. was laced with doubt
0: Wow,
1: and that's why I think some candidates, and you'll hear it from trainees, you'll hear it from experienced recruiters I called this candidate back to tell them they didn't get the job and the candidate was surprised I did that
0: that, that you actually made the phone call in the, first yeah, the phone
1: call was made right
0: expectations so that, you wouldn't hear from you
1: expectation, I'm not expecting anything because experience has told me in the past, don't hold your breath, hold your breath. so when it did happen it's like I'm so glad you called me back, thank you
0: wow and actually if you're thinking about elevating your profile it if the expectation is so low i often say that about recruiters you know i'm sure it's the same with trainers i'm sure it's the same with you know logistics recruiters legal recruiters it doesn't matter what your sector is the expectation is so low that all you have to do is actually do the decent thing and treat someone like a human being <laughs> treat yeah, someone yeah. the way you want to be treated actually integrity. Mm, yeah.
1: just integrity yeah um so and yeah the, the answer to your, your question really is it, it's a calibration thing rather than a a, t- a litmus test okay are, are, are you ethical mm.
0: so is this trainable you're the expert in this you've been training for a very very long time and you train hundreds of people what what's trainable about ethics and how do we do this we interrupt this episode of the recruiters recruitment podcast to bring you a message from our wonderful sponsors over at hoxo media Now, recruitment agencies invest heavily in LinkedIn licenses because ultimately it's where we're all at. Given that we spend an average one to two hours a day on our phones, the rest of the time is spent scrolling through LinkedIn, looking for unicorn candidates and target clients. Now, if we look at the recruitment training programs that are available, they tend to be focused around outbound phone sales and leadership skills. So how do you, our listener, maximise the huge investment of time and money that is spent on LinkedIn? Well, this is where Hoxo Media is solving this problem for hundreds of recruitment agencies. And we want to share this message with you. Their academy programme allows recruiters across the globe being coached in how to optimise their LinkedIn profile, creating daily habits for building out that unbelievable audience, that target audience, where they're producing their own valuable content that engages the right people and ultimately drives content into inbound sales conversations. As I mentioned, they're working with hundreds of recruitment agencies and there are over 300 recruiters every month enrolling on the Academy, which enables them to increase their knowledge in how to basically develop the best content and maximize the results from LinkedIn. And to be honest with you, the testimonies have been absolutely incredible. So by enrolling in the academy with just one single payment, you can train your entire business for 12 months, which is why I'm so excited to share this message with you, our listener. So if you're a traditional recruiter like me and you're an owner of a business or you've got teams working for you who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates, then really you do need to listen to this message and get in touch. You might find that you are using LinkedIn, but perhaps just for sharing jobs on there and you struggle generally for um, original content ideas and ultimately the confidence to actually know what is going to be good content for driving that inbound business. So I would love you to speak to Hoxo Media. Drop me a DM either on the link on this message on this episode or send me a WhatsApp and I can give you more information on how your agency can benefit from joining this program Enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: The ethics themselves aren't trainable. It's helping people to identify the right strategies that are congruent with their ethics to be able to achieve the outcome. Okay. So, as you start to show people, there are multiple paths that you could follow to achieve a single outcome.
0: Yep.
1: It is your moral compass in part helps you pick which of those paths do i want to follow and at one end there could be some real dark side tactics like the manipulative things Mm. and then up at the other end there are are some very uh, uh very honorable things that can be done that are far more virtuous and because you've got this whole array of different choices if your moral compass is dark you'll go straight to the the other end do you you know what I mean
0: yeah
1: so I can't stop you from doing that all I can do is show you that there are other paths that you can follow which are better for you and they're better for the candidate and they're better for the client so they're better for everybody
0: better for everybody don't cut corners goodness me you know when you're saying that and I'm thinking how many people listening to this now think I'm on that dark side and, you know, we're often perceived as manipulative, you know, generally speaking, recruiters, that's, and, and it's my job, and it's the job of people like you and, and, and other people that, you know, supply to the recruitment industry, it's our job to educate and to transform how we are perceived. And yeah. you can be, and I want to shatter this illusion that to be a successful recruiter, you can be and should be actually highly ethical, it is about doing the right thing for everybody.
1: And probably the luckiest thing that ever happened to me in recruitment was my first job in recruitment was working within nursing and care.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So working in nursing and care, what I did had an impact on people who were being looked after at times of need by, by people that should care. You. Do you see what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And there were plenty of people I competed against who were chasing the dollar... And weren't thinking about the actual outcome. No. And because they weren't thinking about the outcome, they were trying to get the timesheet signed. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, and this is something that I particularly intend, but it's the same, same to a point in perm. I say to temp and contract recruiters that no one comes to you to hire a temp. They come to you to hire an outcome.
0: Absolutely.
1: So if you qualify, what are you looking for in a temp and you don't understand the outcome? then you're, you're going to be in trouble. But like when you're in trouble and it's a forklift truck driver compared to when it is a social worker working with children.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, so I learned how to qualify an outcome, mm. I guess because the sector that I went into, the outcome was like Life super or. critical.
0: Yeah, truly critical. Life or
1: death. <laughs> yeah. But then when I went into engineering recruitment, I still said stayed really focused on what is the outcome which then helped me to win more clients because I was aligned with their goals and objectives. Of course you are. So I became, in their eyes, ethical.
0: But actually, what you've just said there, I'm just going to go back on that because you know, if I don't think there will be any forklift truck tr- drivers listening because that's not really my target audience. But if you are, thank you. But actually, we're dealing with human beings and actually the mm-hmm. outcome of that human being every single time can be life-changing. Sure, and
1: but when you drop a pallet of rubber gloves, you've smashed a pallet of rubber gloves. Yeah. When, when you drop an old person into a bath that's too hot.
0: No, absolutely. Um,
1: you've made a you've, Very... you've made a mistake.
0: Yes, it's Dev, We're not comparing the two. It's the, the the what we do in our job. The outcome affects somebody. Affects a human
1: being. Hundred percent. percent.
0: And that's where I think it's you know the mindset of creating. You know a, a, an industry around outcome and around what our impact is it sort of removes all the unethical reasons why you would get somebody to go and take that job we're not going to push somebody yes. to that job, regardless of whether they're picking up rubber gloves or whether they're putting you know, like you say you know taking somebody through a care process so it's very it's very interesting isn't it so mm-hmm. in your if you i've got an, a, a question that i haven't prepared you for actually so if somebody wanted to join your community and you knew through hearsay or through your own due diligence that they weren't necessarily an ethical recruit, recruitment business or recruiter, would you allow them in? No. Oh, okay.
1: Good. Uh, every member. Mm. Like it, it, and, and it's not that I'm like um, a, a doorman and, and, and I'm stopping people like a bouncer going, right, frisk for ethics. The people who gravitate towards it are, mm-hmm. by in the main, ethical, right? Yes. yeah. yeah because that's, that's why it's attracting them. Of course. Every person, and I, when I look at things like the community side of it, whether it's, whether it's the LinkedIn group or it's the WhatsApp group or it's the, 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 the forum on the membership, I call the bar, right? So you can go to the bar and ask questions. But when I look at that, I, I look at what everyone's doing and, and, and just decide is what they're contributing or asking, is it enhancing other people's membership? Yeah. Or is yeah. it detracting? Yeah. If what they're doing is detracting from other people's membership,
0: yeah.
1: then it isn't the type of thing that I think should continue to happen in the membership. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And you may have an opinion, but if it's not enhancing other people's experience, frame it in a way that you can start to show that it could still be a challenging opinion without it being a judgmental opinion
0: definitely i like it no it's really it's been a really interesting discussion because i think it's something that is talked about all the time and if we think about the landscape now as we embrace a post covid world and how we're going to ensure as an industry we're attracting and retaining our top talent but also the industries that you're all recruiting into These are the sorts of things that people are going to want to know about. So it's been very useful. Make sure all your links are attached to to this episode. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And good luck with building your Talent Builder community.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Pleasure. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Okay.